0: Welcome back to the Getting Grid Podcast. I am Brad Pulle, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. Growing up, there was this popular song that held these lyrics. Cause out on the edge of darkness, there rides the peace train. Oh, peace train, take this country, come take me home again. Have you ever noticed how many slogans there are about peace? Perhaps in our English language, no other words save love is more susceptible to pandering slogans. But today, searching for peace may be the true underdog story. <music> Consider the numerous endings to the phrase, if you want peace, the most famous might be, if you want peace, prepare for war. Or if you want peace, work for peace. Then there's the righteous call, if you want peace, end poverty. In the mind of the one who thinks rationally, if you want peace, defend life which of course means that you will need to fight. And then there's Pope Paul VI's famous dictum, if you want peace, work for justice. But this array of ideas and conceptions of what peace is and how it should be pursued can disorient anyone. When the Greek and Hebrew worlds met, the Bible was translated into Greek. This translation was called the Septuagint. And many Greek words were used in an attempt to capture the richness of the Hebrew concept of. Shalom, i.e. peace. But the most common was Irene, spelled E-I-R-E-N-E. Yet it only denotes a state that is the opposite of war or civil disturbance. But through the Hebrew influence, it became a way of speaking of an inner peace in which a person had no conflicts or hostile feelings. And native Greeks began to use Irene when speaking of the good that comes from God, either in this age or the age of salvation. So the word shalom means peace in English. But what is shalom's true English meaning? Is it just peace, as in the peace train, or the absence of war? The root word of shalom is shalom. The ancient Hebrew meaning of shalom was to make something whole, not just regarding practical restoration of things that were lost or stolen, but with an overall sense of fullness and completeness in mind, body, and estate. This meaning of wholeness carries over into the word shalom. In Genesis, when Joseph, still unrecognized by his brothers, is asking about the well-being and health of their father Jacob, the word translated as well-being and health, is all one word, shalom. You see, the word shalom goes straight to the heart of the matter. When you say shalom, you are literally saying, may you be full of well-being or may health and prosperity be upon you. The richness of the word peace then can be traced back to this understanding. Now, I remember an episode when my father and I were driving out of a field that we owned and the sign on the gate was falling off because it had lost a nail. My father grabbed a nail and the bucket from the truck bed and a crescent wrench to pound the nail into the wooden gate because we didn't have a hammer and he didn't want to waste time getting one. He didn't get the nail in and the wrench busted in the process. He made it a point then to tell me there's a right tool for everything and when you use the wrong one too often, you eventually pay for it. So we headed off to the hardware store to replace our broken tool. When the words, I told you so, echo in your mind, there is no shalom until you restore that which you have broken. When it comes to achieving and maintaining peace, like so many things in life, it is a vital thing to use the right tool for the right job. If that right tool is our trust and our goal is to achieve peace, i.e. shalom, the teaching is clear in both Old and New Testaments. Psalm 85 reads, I will listen to what the Lord says. He promises shalom to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. And Romans 8 reads, all things would work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. This peace we are speaking of is no superficial freedom from conflicts or difficulties, but a deep abiding inner peace that comes from union with God. Because God has given us his peace as a gift. But sometimes, because we are human, we use the wrong tool instead of the right tool. Instead of trust, we select the crescent wrench to pound the nail. like living the troubles of life and the fear of being without, or losing patience and using others' own shortcomings and our own shortcomings as excuses, or just the fear of suffering. So then we break apart like the wrench. And there is no shalom, no shalom, as Johnny Cash once sang. It's inevitable you can't use the wrong tools forever without losing peace. Matthew 6 reads, Seek first his kingship over you, his way of holiness, and all these things will be given unto you. And we're told in James 5, Be patient like the farmer who waits the precious yield of the soil." And so we slowly begin to understand as we grow taller, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. But sometimes we still fail to fight. In the words of Father Jacques Philippe, it might become more clear to us. However great our efforts, we cannot change ourselves. Only God can get to the bottom of our defects and our limitations in the field of love Only He has sufficient mastery over our hearts for that. If we realize that, we will save ourselves a great deal of discouragement and fruitless struggle. We do not have to become saints by our own power, but we must learn how to let God make us into saints. That does not mean, of course, that we don't have to make any effort. We must fight, but not to attain holiness as a result of our own efforts but to fight within, to let God act in us without our putting up any resistance against Him. We must fight to avoid using the wrench. Father Mike Schmitz writes, He's not waiting for you to say vows. He's not waiting for you to make a promise. He's not waiting for your circumstances to change. He wants you today, just today, to say yes to Him. In your daily duties They say of course That if you can dodge a wrench Well Let's just say This is the beginning of learning How to make great decisions in life Remember Life is short Stein's law states Everything that cannot go on forever Will eventually cease We must enter through the narrow gate As Jesus told his disciples Peace I leave with you My peace I give you A peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Let not your hearts be troubled or afraid. Ain't it so? This is getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.